I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey y'all, we're back. Uh, hope everybody's doing okay in these trying times out there. There's a lot of stuff happening. Hope everybody's safe. We got a message from Doug Bauer. He's up in uh, Burnsville, Minnesota, and he asked if a cannon could be built out of duct tape. Well, I looked into it, and sure as hell, somebody did it. It was the Mythbusters. They had an episode about it. They took a bunch of duct tape, and it did fire. It sent that what appeared to be a bowling ball or a small cannonball a couple hundred yards downrange. It wasn't as effective as the steel one they compared it to, but it did shoot, and it looked more like a mortar in my opinion. I don't think I'd want to fire that thing more than a couple times because it would probably blow the ass end right off of it. So yep, take some duct tape, some gunpowder, a fuse, and a bowling ball. Hit it with some fire and booyah! We're going to talk about derringers this week, and uh, I thought I'd give you a little history about it before we got to some current ones. Henry Derringer was an American gunsmith known for inventing and give his name to the Derringer pistol. He was born in eastern Pennsylvania on October 26, 1876, to colonial gunsmith Henry Derringer Sr. and his wife Kathleen McQuinty. The family moved to Pennsylvania, where his father continued to work on the Kentucky Long Rifle. He did both an ornate sporting rifle and a basic version for the U.S. Army. Young Henry went off to apprentice in Richmond with another gunsmith there, and upon serving his apprenticeship, he moved back to Pennsylvania and set up shop in 1806 in Philadelphia. His early efforts were military contracts, and he was producing pistols like um, uh the short barrel pistols, muskets, and rifles. Among those were the Model 1814 Common Rifle and the Model 1817 Common Rifle. He stopped pursuing government contracts by uh, mid-1840s. In 1825, he designed the first of the large caliber short barrel pistols that would bring him considerable wealth and fame. He used a basic flintlock action, and the pistols were muzzle loaders single shots, or in some cases over and under double barrels. He later adopted the percussion cap technology, putting his pistols on the modern cutting edge of the time. The original Philadelphia Derringer was a single shot, muzzle loading percussion cap pistol. It was introduced in 1852. He never claimed a patent uh, for his pistols, and the public bought them up as fast as he could make them. His designs were further developed and copied, resulting in the Derringer, spelt with two R's. Derringer's name was spelt with only one R. One of his Derringers was uh, owned by John Wilkes Booth and uh, was used to assassinate President Lincoln on April 14, 1865. Booth's Derringer was unusual in the fact that the rifling twisted counterclockwise, left-handed twist. 
rather than the typical clockwise twist used in most uh, Philadelphia Derringers. Henry Derringer died in 1868 at the age of 81. So now, the term Derringer has come to refer to any small-sized handgun that is neither a revolver or a semi-automatic pistol. It's not to be confused with the mini revolvers or pocket pistols, although some Derringers were built as pepper boxes. They are frequently used by women because they are easily concealed in a purse or as a stocking gun. They also were called muff pistols due to their compact size enabling them to be carried in a muff. <laughs> I'm not making this up. They, this is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, they were also called palm pistols, vest pocket pistols, sleeve guns, and boot guns out west by the gamblers in the saloons. Remington manufactured more than 150,000 Model 95s over and under uh, double-barreled Derringers from 1866 until the end of their production in 1935. It was made only in 41 rimfire, and this design doubled the capacity by maintaining a, combat, a compact size. And that was done by adding a second barrel to the top of the first and pivoting the barrels upward to reload. Each barrel chambered one round, and a cam on the hammer alternated between the top and bottom barrel. The 41 bullet was uh, moved rather slowly, and that was at about 425 feet per second, about half the speed of a modern 45 ACP. They, it is said that they could actually have seen the bullet in flight. That would be interesting. But at close range, like in a casino or a saloon card table, it could easily kill. One of the more common derringers found in the Old West were the Sharps derringers. They were a four-barrel, single-action pepper box derringers with a revolving firing pin. They came in 22, 30, and 32 rimfire. Their four barrels could slide forward to reload, pull it back, and ready to go. They were first patented in 1849, but not produced until 1859 when Sharps patented, patented a, practical, a more practical design. Their first models had brass frames and fired the recently introduced 22 rimfire metallic cartridges. The second model came in 30 rimfire, and the third model was a 32 rimfire with an iron frame and a barrel release that was moved over to the left side of the frame. The fourth model was the same as the third, with the exception of the new bird shed grip. <laughs> and uh, slightly shorter barrels. Uh, production of these little pistols came to an end in, with the death of Christian Sharps in 1874. Here's some modern designs. The military pistol that is truly a Derringer design is the FP-45 Liberator, which is a 45 ACP insurgency weapon dropped behind the Axis lines during World War II. It was a crude single-shot pistol designed to be cheaply and quickly mass-produced. It was composed of just 23 largely stamped and turned steel parts that were cheap and easy to make. It fired a 45 caliber pistol cartridge from an unrifled barrel, and it came with a wooden dowel to push the spent casing out of the chamber by inserting it into the muzzle end of the barrel. It was only intended for close-in use, maybe one to four yards, and its maximum range was about 25 feet. Any more than that, it was pretty much useless. 
Five extra rounds were stored in the grip, and the original delivered cost was $2.10 per unit, which got it the nickname the Woolworth Pistol. The name High Standard is a very significant name in guns because they came around in 1962 with a D100, a hammerless double-action derringer with a half-trigger guard and a standard break-action design. These double-action barrel derringers came in 22 long rifle and 22 magnum and were available in blue, nickel, silver, and gold. Uh, they were discontinued in 1984 when American Derringer got the rights to the high-standard design in 1990. They produced the Derringer in a larger caliber, 38 Special. These Derringers were called the DS-22 and the DS-38 and are still made and are popular concealed carry guns. The COP 357 is a four-barreled hammerless double-action 357 Magnum Derringer with a barrel stacked in a 2x2 block. It came about 1984 and is not much bigger than a 25 ACP semi-automatic pistol. It's significantly smaller than a small frame revolver. The smaller caliber version is called the Mini Cop and it comes in 22 Magnum, also made by American Derringer. And finally, the Double Tap Derringer. That's a modern hammerless, double-action, double-barreled, large-caliber Derringer designed for personal protection. Originally marketed under the name Heiser Double Tap, but in October of 2012, Double Tap announced that they uh, were looking for a new partner to manufacture the guns. It stated that Heiser Defense and the creators of the Double Tap did not forecast a successful business relationship. A month later, it was announced that Azimuth Technology in Naples, Florida was selected to build the pistol. It, was fe it featured a stainless steel ported barrels and aluminum or titanium alloy frames. And they carry two extra rounds in the grip. The name comes from the double tap shooting technique and the makers say that they got their inspiration for the, from the FP-45 Liberator. They come in 9mm and 45 and it's got some weight to it. And it's pretty sweet. And can be had from 250 to $500. Now that depends on which one you want. There's a number of them. I hope everybody again is doing fine and uh, doing the best they can and Thanks for staying with us. If you want any thoughts or comments, you can get in touch with us at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M smoke at yahoo.com, all lowercase. I'll be looking to hear from you. Until the next time, y'all have a good day.